Happy New Year. I cannot believe it is 2024. Like we made it. <laughs> I can't believe it. So I wanted to start fresh this new year. And by doing so, I think it is so important to look back on the past year and make decisions, set intentions, whatever language you want to use around that, but using that past data to head into a new year so that you can continue to follow your dreams, make better habits, find progress that aligns with the life that you want to be living. So I am starting by diving into 2023, kind of the good, the bad, the ugly about it. Um, and then I'm also going to go through the annual planning process that I do every year. I started doing this a few years ago and it's an absolute game changer. It's a fairly hefty project. So um, I would maybe grab a pen and paper if you want to go through this with me or if you're walking or driving and you can't stop, then just save this episode and we can go through it together. Um, it really has changed a lot about how I track my progress. So I did this last year. So we're going to kind of pick up where we left off at the beginning of 2023. We're kind of going to recreate that whole sequence and dive in. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely Podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur. After spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself, I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely Podcast. The first thing I want to say is just that last year was difficult and I know that I am not alone in this. Whether you own a business or not, 2023 was a turbulent year for most people, for the world, really. So I think it's important to recognize that maybe you didn't reach the big goals you had and that's okay. I've heard a lot of people say online that sometimes just getting through the year that in itself is an accomplishment. So I think that's a great message because that's kind of how I felt at the end of 2023. I was sort of limping my way to the finish line. So I really think that having that mindset of, you know, if you didn't reach your big, huge goals that you set, please take a minute to just think about what was going on during the year. There was a lot happening in the world and if you got a little derailed, that's normal and that makes you human and it makes you an empathetic person. So it's not a bad thing. There were a lot of goals that I reached last year and then there were even more that I didn't reach. And again, I tend to be the type of person that sets these gigantic goals and goes shoots really high and really goes for it, which I love, but sometimes I aim a little bit too high and I end up feeling disappointed. 
For the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm gonna keep it fairly short because I'm gonna do a fuller episode on this because there was a lot that I learned last year. And the good was I had my best year financially in business. I exceeded my revenue goal. I exceeded my revenue goal by Q3, which is amazing. Um, but I sacrificed a lot to get there and my home life suffered, my relationship suffered, the apartment didn't get cleaned, um, my health suffered. So again, I'm gonna dive more into this on what I learned on how I, how I did get my, um, how I did reach my biggest financial goal. That's amazing, but sometimes we forget what it really means to make progress and there's some things that are not worth sacrificing just to get that number. So that was kind of the good and the bad. Um, and the ugly was really just that I, the things that I sacrificed are things that I'm not going to get back. And time with my partner, time with family, I said no to a lot of things because I said, a lot of things in my personal life because I said yes to work stuff. And we missed out on a lot last year. And there are certain things that I will regret for a long time that we said no to. So again, that's something that I'm going to get into in a little more depth later on. But for now, just know that everything on paper, it doesn't always translate to what's going on behind the scenes. It's just like social media. You can post a bunch of great stuff online, but you really have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. So on to the life vision worksheet, which is what I have called this project. This is something I do annually. It's really been a game changer. And um, if you did it with me last year, I would be so interested to know how it affected your progress um, of the following year, because it's just interesting to see how when we start setting intentions and have these goals that we're actually tracking, it's pretty amazing what you can accomplish. So I do this on a Word document just online. You can do it handwritten if you like. I do it online. Um, in a like a Google sheet. I do it there just because I make changes throughout the year. And sometimes my goals change, sometimes the wording of a goal will change. Um, and so I like to be able to change things throughout the year. And this just keeps it a little bit cleaner because I can just delete stuff and write in what I need. If you want to do this just in a notebook with pen and paper, um, that's also an amazing way to do it. I, I like doing some style of journaling like this, but this document, again, because I'm changing it throughout the year, I like to have it just in my drive. So the first thing that I do is I choose a word of the year. And this was a new concept for me last year. I've done a few I think I did two episodes about my word of the year last year because it was such an uncomfortable word that I chose. The word that I chose was relief, not release, not anything empowering sounding. It was the word relief. And I had a lot of people try to talk me out of choosing that word. And I even second guessed that word, but I doubled down on it and just decided that, you know what, I'm going to trust my intuition and go with it. And it ended up being the exact word that I needed. Again, I've already talked about this a couple times, so I'm not going to dive back in. But when you're choosing your word of the year, just really listen to your intuition. Block out the noise on social media, even if you have to block out the noise of your friends and family, if they don't like your word that you chose. This is a very personal thing. Um, and this year, I'm not actually sure if I'm going to share my word because I shared it last year because it was uncomfortable and because... 
it didn't sound good. And so I didn't want to just be one of those people that was adding to the noise of this having a really empowering word or something like that. So I wanted to show that you can choose a word that maybe doesn't make sense to everybody. Um, and so the word that I chose this year is a little bit more empowering sounding. It just is the word that came to mind. Um, so I, I don't know, for some reason I have hesitation about sharing it. So maybe I will later, but for now, I just chose a word that summed up what I wanted for the year, what I felt was aligned with where I was heading. Um, and it just felt, it, it really embodies how I want to feel at the end of the year. So to get this word, I kind of thought about the year prior and ups and downs. And then I just sat with my eyes closed and kind of thought about how do I want to feel at the end of 2024. And this was the year that popped up. So you might have your own process in getting a word of the year. It might be, um, it's a very personal thing. So however you want to go through it to choose that, um, just write it down. And again, don't, it can change at any time, right? So don't put so much pressure on it to be something wildly empowering or anything. It's, it's, it can change. It's not set in stone. You know, if you're writing it in a, in a notebook, you can scribble it out and rewrite something else. So first step down, we've got our word of the year. Then I write life vision. And this is where you just freestyle where you write the life that you want. And this is in a very distant future. So this is kind of the overall um, very zoomed out version of your life. So in mine, I talk about what my business has um, accomplished, what it contributes. Um, I, I don't want to go into too many details here. Again, it, it's kind of personal and some of it's a little bit embarrassing to be honest, but there's certain things that are um, important to me, things specific, specific publications that I want to have been in. That's one thing. Um, the amount of money I want to be generating, I want my business to be generating the amount of money I want to be donating once a year. Um, the, what it is like to work for the company that I've built, the type of people that work for the company I've built. So it's all business stuff. Um, and again, very in depth, get as detailed as you possibly can. And then personal stuff. So about my partner and I, where we live, how we live, what we eat, what we wear, um, even down to like the, the carpet in the room of the bedroom, <laughs> all of these kinds of things. It sounds very silly, but these details matter because you're kind of painting this picture for yourself. It should feel exciting. It should feel fun and you know you can really put your place or put yourself in that place in your life and feel the joy which should be what you're feeling about this life that you've created so for me this is a, a page long um i feel honestly like i could even make it longer and and get more specific but whatever feels comfortable i also don't want to put stuff down just for the sake of putting it down i want it to be um, very meaningful. So this is the, the overall life vision. Then we jump into reviewing the, the past year. So you kind of start with this opening up your mind as to where you're going, where you see yourself, what you're going to do with this big life. And then we get a little more granular. So now it is 2023 in review. So 
what were my goals is the first question. So you look back at the goals that you had for the year. Um, this again, you should have listed somewhere if you've done this process last year. And then did I achieve them? So in my Word document, I have my list of 2023 goals. And then I have the little check mark that you can do so you can check it off as you go. So the one was to pay off a specific um, debt, which I did, which I can't believe I did. I still have a little debt that I'm working on, but there was one um, specific business debt that I had that I really wanted to get a handle on and I did it and I'm very proud. Um, the second was a revenue goal for the year, which I exceeded. Again, this is, I want like an asterisk by this because while that sounds amazing, um, it cost me a lot in, in the long run personally. So we'll get into that again in another episode, but I, I mean, I technically, I got to cross it off the list, so it's, it's a win. Um, then I had some specific money goals around events. So, um, what I mean is I had a specific amount of money I wanted to make during in-person events that I did then, uh, during black Friday. Um, and so the funny thing is that my overall revenue goal I exceeded, but some of these more granular funds that I had, um, you know, in this list that I thought were very important, I, I didn't make. So I didn't make what I thought I would during Black Friday. Um, some of the events that I hosted, I didn't make what I thought I would during those as well. But overall, I still exceeded my revenue goals. So again, it's good to look back at what you were expecting, what you were anticipating, um, kind of what the hope was, and then to see that sometimes you can reach a goal without marking those specific um, like the more granular steps leading up to that goal that you thought you needed to do. Like I thought I needed to make a certain amount during Black Friday in order to reach my revenue goal. And I didn't. I it, The money came in other ways. So it's a good reminder to be open-minded when you're looking at this. Um, and then you might be surprised at things that worked that you maybe didn't anticipate working. I had a goal that was to generate more email subscribers. I've talked countless times about email marketing on this podcast. It is my favorite thing that I do in my business. It is also the most important asset in my business is my email list. So I had wanted to gain 5,000 new email subscribers and I came nowhere near that. <laughs> but um, I talked about this recently that I have changed my view on this because I ended up deleting over a thousand email subscribers this year um, because I really got very, um, I wanted to get really clear on how I am growing my list and I only want people that are very engaged and very excited. So I have really come to realize, even though I knew this and it was something I would have told other people, I really learned it last year that the health of your email list is far more important than the number you have. And so after I had deleted those inactive subscribers and cleaned my list, I was actually able to reach more people just because I had a higher open rate. So if email marketing is something you are new to, I highly recommend getting 
serious about it this year. Social media changes all the time. Email marketing is something that you have far more control over. It's more intimate. It is honestly, it is the thing that has allowed my business to grow. So I didn't quite reach that goal, that specific number, but I did up the health of my email list. And that honestly is an, an incredible win. So as I'm going through these goals, I'm writing notes beside them. I'm, you know, if I didn't, uh, if I didn't specifically reach it, then I will just say what I, what I learned, or maybe I didn't reach it, but I got closer, or maybe the goal itself wasn't quite the right thing. Again, I'd love to have 5,000 new email subscribers that are engaged people that are excited about my brand. Um, but I don't just want 5,000 random subscribers that I, that are just going to unsubscribe that, that really aren't invested in what I'm trying to do, what the mission of the brand is. Um, so it's just, again, this is how we set a goal. We do what we can to get there. If we get there, great. If we don't get there, there's so much more to learn about. Maybe it was the wrong goal. Maybe our, um, it just wasn't quite aligned. And that one, now that I look at it, wasn't the intention that I had with that number wasn't quite aligned. So it was still a win. A few other goals that I did reach was um, hosting an anniversary party last year. That was amazing. We celebrated 10 years in business. It was amazing. We had a lineup around the block. We um, did some collaborations. It was just a very fun, wonderful feeling event. It was, yeah, there were tears. I'll say that. There were a lot of tears. Um, we hosted a couple of sample sales in the studio with some great brands. Um, another goal was to participate in at least six local events outside of the studio. I think I did something like, I don't know, it, too many. <laughs> it was something like 36 or, or something ridiculous. It was, it was, it was great. And, but it was a little, a little too much. Um, and another goal that was on there was to be on City Line, which is a, a TV show out of Toronto, daytime talk show with Tracy Moore. This show is very important because when I was a single lady living on my own in Victoria years ago, I would watch City Line in the morning while I got ready for work. And it just made me feel more, it made me feel comforted, honestly. It made me feel... I was going through a really awful breakup. Um, I was very heartbroken and having this show on in the morning while I got ready just made me feel like I had my shit together. And so it was a, a full circle moment. This happened right at the beginning of last year. It was a goal and it happened right out the gate. Uh, my jewelry brand was featured on that show. Um, it was just one of those pinch me moments that I will remember forever. And, um, yeah, one of, one of my, one of the <laughs> biggest highlights, um, of my entire time running Leah Yard Designs. Honestly, it was just, just sometimes you have those full circle moments that are, wow. Um, so a couple other things that I didn't reach, I had some Instagram numbers on there that I wanted to reach. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, I just didn't. I didn't work hard towards that last year. Like I, I have a real love hate relationship with Instagram. It's a wonderful way to connect with people, um, to entertain, to educate, to engage. I, I, it's very fun, but it changes a lot and you know, you don't own anything on there. So I am always a little bit hesitant to dedicate too much time. 
I do think it is important and I need to put more focus into that because as silly as it is, those numbers do matter a little bit when you're trying to get press or if you're trying to collaborate with people, those vanity metrics, they help. They really help, right? If somebody reached out to you and wanted to work with you, if you looked on their Instagram and they had 100,000 followers versus somebody who has a couple hundred it's it makes a difference as silly as it is it does make a difference so there is influence with that there is um work to be done and i need to find a way that is aligned with my brand and makes sense for me effort wise because going into this year i've got some big goals again for um, growth and revenue but i don't want it to cost me what it did last year so I'm just having to be, I think, a little more realistic with some of the numbers, especially when it comes to social media, and just more selective on the ways I'm going to grow those accounts. So something for me to um, look at a little bit more in depth and, and behind the scenes and figure out what I want to do with that. Because again, I, I do think it's important. Um, I'm just not sure what I'm, what I'm willing to sacrifice to grow it. Um, I had a few stores that were on my goal list so specific stores that I wanted my brand to get into um, wholesale is a challenging it's a really challenging area um, it's obviously I've got a jewelry brand so it is a very saturated market I am now signed to an agency who um, they do an amazing job at representing my brand and I've, I, we have been able to grow wholesale quite a bit um, but it's still it's hard. It's it's just a long, it's a long haul thing. I did it myself for years. Um, and it's something that just takes time. Uh, you do get momentum once other stores see that you're in other places, you do build that social proof. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a long term thing. Um, it's also very difficult as a small brand to manage because you have to invest heavily into inventory. And sometimes, you know, if you don't get a lot of store orders, then you're sitting a lot of inventory that you now have to sell um, direct to customer or, you know, it's just it gets it's financially difficult, honestly, like it, it's difficult. I love it. I'm so proud that we are in lots of stores now. And um, it's been a huge boost to my business. But it is still something that, um, you know, there's we've got a ways to go still for it to be what I want it to be. So um, yeah, something that I'm still working on, again, having those specific store names. Um, it's one of those things that there's some places that I was so sure I wanted to be in. And then you hear more about what it's like to work with that store. And then you start second guessing it. Uh, there are places that would financially be amazing for my brand to be in. But do I want the headache of working with those specific giants um in the industry i don't know i i'm i'm not sure so again it it kind of all these things sort of come back to what you think you want and then realizing is it really aligned with where i'm going with what i've built i've invested my life to building this thing um and it it you know you're not supposed to say that it's your baby but it really is my baby and uh i have to be more protective on you know who i who I work with, where it is um, showcased and, and things like that. 
Um, another goal that I didn't, I mean, I kind of worked on it, but it's um, something I haven't actually said at all to anybody. Uh, so I want to make progress towards a fine line. I Having a small collection of fine jewelry in the Leah Yard Designs roster is something that I have wanted for years. Um, it's a big financial commitment, and I don't know if it's going to pay off, but it's something that I really want to do. So I did make some progress towards it in terms of research and some designing um, and things like that, manufacturing and things like that. But I'm, you know, I didn't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So uh, if you're listening to this and that sounds like something you think is a really great idea, let me know because I'm kind of just waiting for somebody to nudge me into doing it because I'm, yeah, I'm looking for any excuse to do it. So I think in my mind, I'm thinking maybe holiday of this year, I will do a, a very small, um, fine collection. This is the first time I've ever said this publicly, so we will see. So I did technically make progress towards it. Um, that one wasn't, didn't have like a very specific way to track it. So yeah, we'll see. I might be carrying that on to uh, this year's goal sheet. We will see. Um, another thing was U.S. Out outreach in terms of wholesale. I, for years, again, so I, I have a sales agency that uh, represents me in Canada, um, but I do my own outreach to the U.S. And last year, I kind of just stopped doing that because it is extremely time consuming. In all honesty, it is a very difficult thing to do because you are just getting constantly rejected. And if you are somebody like me who's very sensitive, it's hard. It's really hard. So I have had some U.S. stores interested. We've gotten into a few, which is very exciting. Um, but I kind of took my foot off the gas pedal in that area just because I wanted to focus on... Um, I kind of wanted to go deeper, not wider last year. That was sort of the thing. So I really want to focus on Canadian growth. Um, you know, having international stockists is really great. That's, it's, I mean, even just for the social proof of it, it looks amazing. Um, it is amazing. It's always such an honor when somebody wants to stock your product in their store. It's amazing. Um, but again, the, the inventory, the upkeep, the relationship building, all of that, it, it's a lot. It's a big job. Um, and I think I stretched myself too thin in 2022 trying to do all of that. So that goal, I think I'm going to, again, kind of let go a little bit as we head into the new year. So after you go through the goals, so you go through the business ones, you go through the personal ones, again, just looking at what you accomplished, what you didn't, and then what can you learn from what you didn't accomplish or what are the goals that you reached? But then once you got them, it was like, oh, that's not what I thought it would be like, or maybe how you reached them wasn't how you thought you would reach it. So it's just a great way to look at where your mind was at at the beginning of the previous year and then understanding what worked and what didn't, which brings us to the next se section after you've gone through those goals at the title, uh, the title of the page is just what worked well. So you just write down what worked well of that last year. What did you do last year that was a good thing? One thing that really helped me was mindset work. I started doing this thing because 2022 was a very difficult year heading into 2023. 
I was in a darker place and I was struggling a little bit with my, you know what? I was struggling a lot with my mental health. And so I knew that I needed to work on my mindset. I knew that was going to be something I needed to prioritize in that year. One thing I started doing was asking myself, what if it all worked out instead of assuming the worst? So little things like when you get um, a notification from the government in the mail, um, when you get that envelope, they always look really scary. But what if it's good news? What if you're getting um, a GST rebate? What if you're getting, right? Like what if it's good news? So I tend to have this no response to thing or this bad response to things where I just assume the worst. Um, and if you're going to make an assumption, why not make a better one? So just asking, pausing for a minute when something happens and asking yourself that question is such a game changer. So what if it all worked out? I'm going to continue asking myself that as we head into the new year. In-person events, I did a ton of pop-ups. Those are so important for networking, getting um, email subscribers for the brand, getting feedback, and just brand exposure. So that definitely worked. I need to be more selective about which ones that I do. Not that I did any that weren't great last year. I just did too many. Like I just did too many. So they, I'm an introverted person. It is a lot to be at these events for me. And if I do too many, then I end up just not making the most of it. So turns out sometimes less is more. Um, and for me, I'm an all or nothing person. So that's difficult to learn, but I'm getting there. Um, PR outreach, just making more progress, talking to more media people. Uh, this was a huge boost to my business. Last year, we got a few amazing features that were very exciting. So this was an area that I made progress. It's again, just building relationships with people that are aligned with your brand. It's, it's an incredible way to gain exposure and credibility in your industry. So I need to keep up on that, but again, be more selective. It's more about quality over quantity, finding the right people that you're aligned with, um, people that actually believe in you and your mission, um, not just trying to reach everybody. So I'm going to try thinking outside the box with this and um, yeah, just carry on building relationships. There's some amazing people in the media that are excited to learn from small brands and that are excited to share stories that haven't been told before. So don't um, write yourself off before you even try. There's a lot of people that will be very excited to talk to you. Email marketing, that's just always going to be on my list. It's just the greatest thing. I can't say anything bad about it. I love it. Um, so just, I, I got to do more research on it. I always need to be learning this. I know that I actually know a very little amount about it in the grand scheme of things. So it's something that I just always need to keep tweaking and learning more and gaining new skills in that area because it is the thing that moves the needle and I love it. So that's important. Um, I tried out the chat um, prompts on Instagram for the first time. So if you saw this year doing, we did Black Friday, we did early access for uh, people this year, Black Friday, which we've never actually done before. It was very fun. So we sent out a prompt on Instagram and you could get a link sent to you. If people commented a word, they could get a link sent to them and then sign up for early access for Black Friday. This was incredibly successful. I'm really excited. This has been a thing that's been around for a long time. I'm late to 
give it a go. Um, but it was an exciting thing to add to the marketing toolkit. And yeah, I've, I've got some fun ideas for ways to play with that again. Um, what else worked well? Sample sales at the studio, hosting people in the jewelry studio. It's so fun. People like to come and see where you work. I mean, I'm there all the time, so I don't, I forget that when you're not there and you don't see behind the scenes that it's really fun to see. Um, I know brands that I love in the city that I would love to go to their spaces and have a peek. Like it's just, it's interesting. So it was a good reminder that just because I see things all the time, I forget that not everybody knows what goes on day to day. So just having hosting events in that space so people can see where you work, what you do. Um, it's fun and it, it's, yeah, i I love it. So, um, and then just the way I designed was a little bit different. So, um, that was just something that worked well. I just started designing more things that were compatible with other things. So it's just kind of the way I always try to make sure that the collection is building on itself. Um, but I just changed a little bit how I do that. So just how I designed that worked really well last year. Um, I'm in the process now of launching, our spring summer collection for this year and I've already taken some of the lessons I learned last year and a lot of the feedback that I got from all of those in-person events and applying that to the new collection so always learning always trying to get better always trying to create something that you know pieces that people are excited to wear that you go into your jewelry box and you're excited to put it on and you feel a little bit more elevated once you got your jewels on so after going through what worked well, then you go through what could improve. So this is hard because I feel like last year there's, oh, there are so many things that I, that I could improve that I, oh, so one thing that's difficult is admitting when I don't know what to do without feeling badly about myself. So I have a lot of shame tied to the fact that I don't know what the hell I'm doing because I am a... Um, an educated person in the sense that I don't have formal education. I don't have formal training. I've just been figuring this shit out on my own. Um, so while that's fine and you do learn a ton, and honestly, sometimes you learn more by doing than you do by reading. Um, there are still situations that I'm in where I just don't know what people are talking about. And so I often don't ask questions because I'm embarrassed because my ego gets in the way. So this year I need to improve just admitting when I don't know and asking and just not the sting of the embarrassment. It's not going to last forever. It sucks. And you look like an idiot a lot of the time, <laughs> but, um, it's just, it's, it's part of the deal and you can't, you can't know until you until you just admit that you don't know, right? So that definitely could improve. Um, collaborations, finding the right people. So this is something you see people collaborate all the time, but it's actually very difficult to find the right fit. You have to really make sure that people are excited to um, launch something in the same way you want to launch it. Just make sure your ethics are aligned. So um, that's something that can improve for me this year just because I got busier with other things and I actually stopped reaching out as much um, or looking into collaborations that were kind of coming my way. So that's something um, in this new year that I, I need to get a little bit more 
um, focused on and dive more into community because it, it's, you know, we're all in this together. There are some amazing brands in this city. So I'm excited to work with the right people and um, make some really fun projects come to come to life. Um, something that I can improve is trusting that I will figure it out. So this is a really sore spot for me. I am not one of those people that just has that confidence that I can figure things out. Um, in fact, I tend to think the opposite, that I won't figure it out. Um, I don't have a great track record for being able to figure things out easily. I find um, I don't learn very easily. I, I kind of see things backwards and I just, I don't know, I, I really struggle. So um, I need to just remember that I've come this far and it's all worked out so far. So just trusting that in the long run, I'll figure it out or I will get help figuring it out. Um, and I think the more I can trust in myself that I will figure it out, I probably will be able to, right? So I think that's just like a, a mental hang up that I've got that I really need to work on. Um, what can improve learning? I, I reading was a huge thing in 2022. And then uh, about halfway through last year, I just kind of stopped reading in the morning. And I miss that I really got to get back into learning and applying things as you're learning them, not just learning and doing all the planning, but actually taking action. Um, what could improve um, more exercise, more sleep, less screens, more joy. I put down, um, again, there was a lot of sacrifice this year and I said no to things that would have brought me more joy that could have potentially, um, made me feel better and, and probably been more successful in the long run. Right. Um, be grateful. I have down there. I put be braver, uh, do hard things. Um, less events I put and that again, that's a hard one for me. I hate saying no, but just being more um, intentional when choosing and figuring out which ones make the most sense. And just you can't do it all. I'm only one one person and you can't do it all. Um, the next section is how do you feel about last year? This one is important. And I'm going to tell you why this is important. Because before I started this project um, and annual planning, I actually read what I wrote in this section last year. So at the beginning of uh, last year, I read what I had written about 2022. Um, and I got to be honest, it was difficult to read. Going into last year, I was in a very different mental state. Um, I was having a hard time and reading how I felt was difficult, but it is so important because now heading into a fresh new year, I have gained perspective and you can just see how much changes in a year. And again, this is why I love doing this process because it isn't just the specific trackable things like numbers. It's a gauge on how you are progressing as a person. How do you feel? Like you should be feeling better. You should be, there should be points of pride in this, of things that you've accomplished and stuff that maybe won't make sense to other people, but it's a more holistic way to track your progress instead of just, you know, did we make more sales? Did we reach more contacts? Did we, you know, that kind of thing. Like those are all important. All the numbers, of course, are very important to track. It's very important to track your numbers. But if you're not tracking how you are feeling about the progress you are or are not making, 
Um, I just think there's so much that you will lose and it's important because then if you do start to go, let's say, into a darker place, if you're not tracking that, sometimes you don't realize um, and if you don't have enough people around you that are that are in the know on what's going on, um, it can get scary, right? So entrepreneurship is amazing. I've said it a million times. It is personal development 101, but you have to be holding yourself accountable to these things. So again, when we're writing down things like how do I feel about last year, that is just a metric that is so invaluable. Um, and again, when you read what you have written down this year, next year, you can really get a gauge on how you're doing and, and are you actually going, working towards that big life vision that you wrote down in, at the be very beginning of this. So I wrote, how do I feel about last year? Um, I'm actually going to read a little bit of it. It's very personal. So again, this is something that you shouldn't really be sharing with anybody, but I, I wanted to, um, I want to share a little bit of it because it's just something that next year when I read it, it will be a really good gauge. So I said the end of the year ended on a bit of a low with the economy dipping in Q4. This put a lot of pressure on making sales. It felt like a struggle. Overall, I'm proud of the year's progress. I exceeded my revenue goal. I paid off that one um, business debt that I had and I was able to grow my business. But this growth came with sacrifice. I sacrificed time with Kyle. I worked too much, took on too many events. It was a struggle. So I said struggle twice in there. When I look back on the year, I feel grateful that I pushed through and I do feel my word of the year relief. So when I read this next year, the hope is that I will have learned from this feeling of struggle that I can still have these big goals and reach these big goals, but with a little bit more ease, a little bit um, less of that. Even what, what did I say? I said I pushed through. That's great. And, and we have to push ourselves through things sometimes, but I don't think an entire year should feel like that. So after... You write down how you feel about the last year then you write down what you accomplished and these are just your wins like your very your very exciting things so i mentioned a few we got some major media features which was very exciting um paid down that debt gained more brand awareness had a successful um in-person event at the studio uh, one of the events that we did this year was our best in-person event um, revenue wise that we've ever done. Um, I spoke on my first stage this year. That was very exciting. This podcast got recognition by the Georgia Strait. We were voted the third best podcast in Vancouver by the Georgia Strait. Our Diana ring, which is our most popular ring style was on ABC's A Million Little Things. We were on City Line. Um, yeah, so those are a few of the, the very exciting things that happened. And again, this is something that throughout the year you get these wins, but you forget because in all honesty, when you're building a brand, you're going to get more no's than you get yeses. And so sometimes when you, th <laughs> at the end of the year, you feel like all you've had was a no, um, or all you've heard is no, but there are some amazing wins in there. And when you see it in a list of everything that actually happened in 12 months, it's like, holy shit, that, that's a lot. And it reminds you of what's possible. Some of these things, 
like I speaking on a stage is gigantic. I did that this year and it was it was one of the I was really scared to do it and I there is a version of me years ago that would have been too scared to do that and would never have even considered doing it. So that is progress that only I know about, right? There's all these things behind the scenes that only you know and they tend to be the things that matter the most. So you write down, what did I accomplish? That's that great little highlight reel list. And then the financial plan. So this is just sort of your general plan of what you want your finances to look like, what you steps you're going to take. So I've mentioned that I paid off that um, chunk of debt. Now there's a few other little debts that I want to take care of this year. So just my plans around how I'm going to do that. Um, this is going to be so specific to you. So just I kind of do it as a freestyle thing. Goals that I have, um, things that I'm going to um, like actual things I'm going to do little things like eliminate any subscriptions that I don't need you know we especially when you have an online store sometimes you get all these apps and that that at one point they um, provide value and then you evolve past them so just going through and getting rid of any of those little uh, monthly fees that I don't need to be um, incorporating in my store anymore um, analyzing new costs um, things like that so that's just your plan. And then you do what's called a financial snapshot. And this is what you're going to do every quarter. This is so important. And I didn't realize how important it was until I had done this process a few times. <laughs> so, you know, you have to track your numbers. If you're scared of your numbers, I guarantee just tracking them is, is better in the long run. So your financial snapshot is just all of your assets added up. So that's everything. And this includes business and personal home, car, anything like just all of your assets, any investments you have. And then um, so you have that total then minus your liabilities. This is any debt that you're carrying and that equals your net worth. And that's it. And you just do that every quarter. So my what's so okay, this is very important because what's so amazing is heading into this year compared to where I was last year. Um, it's just like night and day, like I'm just in such a different position than I am this year. Um, and then as you're doing this, you can kind of see how last year mentally, I was just not in a good place and my finances were not in a good place. So, um, you know, they say money doesn't make you happy, but it definitely does help when you have more, when you feel more in control of your finances. So I do that financial snapshot and then I do another email or sorry, another thing that I track is my email list. So I used to only do the number of subscribers and after cleaning it. So every quarter I clean my email list, which means you get rid of um, people who have unsubscribed emails that have bounced or people who have been inactive for a certain period of time. This is going to depend on your business, what this time frame is. So every quarter I delete emails from my list. So I'm constantly getting new emails, but deleting ones that are people that aren't interested anymore. So I used to only track that number, but I've also started tracking my open rate and click rate. So because that number isn't necessarily the best metric to be um, only tracking. It's great. Obviously the goal is to grow the email list, but your engagement percentage, 
um, open percentage and, and how healthy your email list is actually more important. So I've added a little bit and I've just put that email um, tracking, I've put that with the financial snapshot just so every quarter, this is what I do, um, I go through and then just um, put those numbers in and then you can see how far you've come. So that's generally going through all of last year. That's looking at the goals, making notes on those, what worked, what didn't work, um, and just seeing how did you feel about it and really getting a sense of where you were at the beginning of last year and then how you're heading into this year. So with that, then you do your goal sheet for this year. So I do two sections for this. I have a business one and then I have a personal one. I have done in the past where I have a business section and then I have a primary and secondary section within those. You can do that if that's helpful. I found that I didn't like that. I just want them all in one thing. So I have some are big goals, some are little goals, some are more important. Um, I'm just not as... I, I don't get as specific with that. I just kind of do it as point form. I just find that visually for me is a little bit easier. So I have my business goals and then I have personal. Um, and then this I took time doing. I again referenced my past sheet to see what did I want last year and do I still want those things? Are there things on there that I didn't reach but I did make progress towards that I can just put on to this year and then hopefully I can reach that goal. Um, and then, yeah, things change. There's some goals that I thought I wanted that now I, I don't think I want them anymore. So it's just a good way to start fresh and um, just itemize everything that you want to accomplish this year. Um, a few things that I made the mistake with last year was setting myself up for failure. So again, some of those numbers, um, I just... I went a little too high. It, it's such a fine line. I think it's so important to be ambitious and have these big goals that are exciting to you, but have something that was, is within your control to get. Um, obviously, things outside of you can happen that can give you these hu huge boosts and all that, but I want it to be things for the most part that I can get on my own. If I put the work in, I can actually achieve this without some magical thing happening. <laughs> so... Again, it's a fine line. This is personal. It's got to be something that's exciting. You've got to look at these goals and it's got to give you that little jolt of motivation and you should be excited to take the action that's going to be required to get these, to do the work, put the work in. So some of them, as I said, are smaller than others. Um, I'm not going to go through everything on there, but I've got a new revenue goal. Um, there's a specific media goal. There's um, another email list goal. Uh, and then there's other things that are just using new things. So there's certain um, processes and apps that I want to try this year. So I just have those as goals to try something new. In, and for me, that's a big goal because, as I mentioned, I find it hard to learn new things and I'm pretty resistant to new things. So it's a goal. It's on there. I can try it. And I will say one time I had um, there was this affiliate um, what do you call it? It's like an affiliate program that I wanted to try for my brand. And for years, I kept wanting to try it, but I was too scared to learn how to use it. And by the time I learned, I, I actually just researched it and figured it out. I realized it wasn't going to work for my brand. So I kept, <laughs> I kept just stressing myself out over this thing, thinking that I'd have to integrate this whole system and all that. And in the end, I had been stressing about this for, for nothing because it didn't end up working for my brand anyways. So 
if you're like me, I don't know how many people are like this, but if you're like me and you struggle learning new things and they stress you out to try something new, um, I'm not big on change. <laughs> if you can resonate with that, sometimes just starting is the best thing because you learn very quickly whether it does or doesn't work. And if it does work for you, then that's great. Then you've got something new that you can apply to your business and goals. So I'm, I feel like I'm saying this more to myself than I am to you. But trying new things, just seeing what works, what doesn't. And when it doesn't work, pivot and move on to something else. Um, I have a few other specific revenue goals tied to specific events. Um, I do this just for, for fun, really. Again, I'm aware, especially based on last year, that if I don't hit these exact goals, it doesn't mean I'm not going to get my revenue goal for the year. These are just hopes and it would be really great and it would prove that I made progress from last year. But you know, again, it, it's, those aren't specific to getting that end result. Sometimes there's other things that come up. Um, I've got more podcast goals this year. So, you know, I've talked about how when I first launched this show, I didn't anticipate it growing into anything. It was more a personal project. I was doing it just to share well, I was doing it for a few a few different reasons. The one of them was just I was frustrated and I needed a creative outlet that was all up to me and fully in my control. And I had things that I was frustrated with in the industry that I wanted to talk about. I felt like I was such a failure in so many areas in my business. I felt so alone in that and I just wanted to voice those things online um, and then when people started to resonate with it then the goal became to make people feel less alone because I realized I'm not alone in feeling like I don't know what the hell I'm doing no one knows what they're doing so um, now that the show has grown and we've gotten some recognition um, shit there's people actually listening <laughs> so I didn't anticipate that I didn't think you'd be here listening to this so now that I know there are people listening um, it's really important to me to make it worth your while. I, I want you to feel less alone. I'm hoping that I can help. I want to, I want you to make progress. I'm hoping that you are here and you get a boost and you feel like you can accomplish something and like, fuck, I'm here cheering you on. And, and that's huge. So, um, I do have more goals around the growth of the podcast. Um, it's a really new world to me. So I'm learning as I go. It's very different than having a product. The marketing is very different. The work that goes into it is very different. So I'm learning a lot as I go, but I do want to focus on growing it and making it um, even better. So um, that's kind of exciting to see those goals on the list this year, just because that wasn't as much of a focus last year. Um, on to personal goals. So I've got some Again, some physical goals on there. Uh, this is interesting because last year, again, I didn't reach. I had some exercise goals that I didn't reach um, and they have changed a lot. So I started doing this really crazy thing last year where I started listening to my body a little bit more. Um, I used to do high intensity interval training five to seven days a week. This is very short interval training, which I loved. Um, but I was noticing that it was kind of stressing me out. So because this style of training spikes your stress hormones, um, I was actually having some anxiety and I think this was making it worse. So 
I still like the style of training. I still um, do it, but I listen more to my body in terms of what time in my cycle I'm actually doing the style of training. Um, I also started weight training last year, which I love. It's very different than what I've done before, and I really like it. We have a stationary bike as well, which I've started doing. Um, so I just, it's more variety, which I think is really important. I'm very excited about. Um, and again, you know, my fitness goals have changed a lot in the sense of I used to exercise because I hated my body. Um, and now I exercise because I want to be stronger and I want to feel better. And it is so good for my mental health. Um, I joke at home that, you know, when I'm about to exercise and I'm about to take my meds because it really is, um, it's just, it, it just, it changes everything for me. And I know if things start to dip in anything in my life, that is the thing that I need to focus on is my physical, um, the, just physical movement and, and getting, just getting my shit together and picking up heavy things this <laughs> last year was very helpful. So, uh, weight training is going to be something I'm going to definitely keep up on. Um, and yeah, just a little, a little bit more variety in there. Those are goals. Then the next itemized list are, is daily habits. So this is where you get a little more granular. So you have these goals and then you put habits. So, so what are the things daily that you can do that will support um, your progress while you're working towards these goals? So one of them for me is move daily, read every day, journal every day, meditate, um, set daily intentions and visualize. I just put breathe down there as one of them because this is so silly, but I don't realize how shallow I get in my breathing. Um, and it's something that I've noticed. I get lightheaded a lot. And I think it's because when I get stressed, I just kind of stop breathing properly. Oh, I just had to take like a breath when I said that, because I think when I'm recording a podcast, I'm also not breathing properly. So it's something, it's a daily habit, a little reminder that I want to be, um, just getting myself, um, just getting more oxygen. I mean, that sounds good, right? So daily goals, habits, whatever that means for you, just little things that you, things that you can keep up on too. Don't write a whole list of shit that you cannot possibly do every day. Um, and these are more just little prompts, little, little tiny things. It can be something like having lemon juice in the morning or, um, you know, waking up, at six o'clock every day or whatever, just things that you know, you can keep up on that make sense. But if you've never exercised before, don't put, you know, run a 10 K go on a 10 K run every day. If you've never ran before, um, because that's, that doesn't make any sense. You're not going to do it. Okay. So please be gentle. Don't set yourself up for failure. Just choose things that support you. So those are daily goals, daily habits. Then after that, um, this is the one year vision. And you know, it's funny. I don't know if this, when I first did this, if I had this after the life vision, you remember when we started this process, you start with that big life vision. I feel at one point that you did a year, I used to do the year vision after that, but I actually do it after all of the work we just did. So all of those itemizing and going through what worked, what didn't work. Um, of the last year, then I do the one year vision. This just makes more sense to me kind of because you've cleared out everything 
in your head, I feel like you've just got a better sense um, of, I don't know, I just feel like you have a, a better understanding of where you're headed. So one year vision, and you write this, I don't know if I said this when we did the life vision, but you write this in present tense. So as if it has happened. So you start your one year vision with it is the end of December 2024, or it is beginning of um, it's January 2025, whatever. I do the end of December um, just because I like Christmas time and I like to picture kind of the end of December and maybe everything that has happened in December and it just feels, I don't know, I, I, this might sound silly, but January kind of stresses me out. And so I like, I like writing in the present tense when it's December versus when it's January. So I write, this is the end of December, 2024. Um, and then I write down all the things that I wanted, all the things, um, that have happened. And I write them as if they have happened. And this is a vision. So this is, you are picturing yourself sitting at the end of the year um, what are you wearing? What do you, what coffee are you drinking or what wine are you drinking? Or, um, you know, is there, is there, what's on the wall? What art is on the wall? Um, who is there with you? Are you by yourself? Is it, you know, what's sitting in your bank account? What big goals did you reach throughout the year? Um, what are you most proud of in the year? So you're really just sitting there and living in this world, this future world that as if it's happening right now. Um, again, this should feel fun. This should be exciting. Do not write down anything that you think you should want, but you don't actually want. Um, this is a great way to listen to your intuition because it will not lie to you when it comes to what you actually want to be accomplishing. So think about, it is this time, I have accomplished these things, this is why I'm excited. Um, this is what I'm wearing and just really live in that moment. It should honestly feel emotional. You should feel a reaction in your body. It, it, you should get goosebumps. You should, um, when I do my, um, my life vision one, I get emotional in the sense that I tear up. I think about the things that I want, the things I've accomplished, um, the progress I've made and it it moves me in an emotional way. It should be that real. It should feel like this shit happened. Um, again, this can be a full page. Mine's actually kind of shorter. Um, it's just a, a few paragraphs. Again, this is something that last year, I really noticed that my one year vision all changed a lot during the year. So you write down your initial um draft of it, I'll say. And then as the year goes along, sometimes you'll get new things that you start chasing. I mean, you want to, you don't want to have like shiny object syndrome, but you want to be evolving. And sometimes there's something that you, you want that you didn't know you wanted or a goal that you can reach that you didn't know you could reach it. So write that down. Um, and then you want to be looking at this fairly often so you can make sure that you are tracking it. So one year vision down, then I start, so this is kind of a new page and I'll just actually copy and paste that 
um, financial snapshot again because now we're doing quarterly planning. So we've done last year, this year, and now we're breaking this year down even further. So quarterly planning, so that's January, February, March. You've got your financial snapshot, so that's where you're starting for the first quarter of the year. You know what your assets are, liabilities, and your net worth. You know your email list numbers and percentages if you're tracking that. Now we're doing a three-month vision. We're getting granular. So I write, it is April 1st. Um, and then I write down what my hopes are to, um, no, not what my hopes are. I write down in the present tense what I have accomplished by April. Again, this is taking that big vision and just breaking it down because the more you break it down, the more you can actually start seeing which dots line up and how you can actually get those goals, right? And all of the action that you take stacks. So three month vision, you write that down. Again, this is fairly short. It's only three months, but I mean, you can accomplish quite a lot in three months, right? Especially when you go to plan. So write it down and then you write down your quarter one goals. So this is an itemized list again. I write down um, all of these things that I'm hoping to do. Again, some are big, some are small. One is just revamping a packaging thing for my brand. It's a simple thing, but it's something I've been putting off. I'm just putting it on this. I want to get that done right out the gate because when the year gets busier, um, this is not something that I want to be fiddling with in Q4. So I'm just going to get it done right out the gate. Um, that's also a great way to think about your goals. If you know you're having a slower time or for me, like the first quarter is actually very busy, but it's all behind the scenes busy. There aren't as many events, but I'm working very hard to set the year up. There's new designs, photography, all the back end stuff that gets sorted and organized for the coming spring, summer season. So it's actually a very busy time of year, even though nobody sees any of the work you're doing. So it's a great way to, or a great time rather for me in my business to revamp things, organize. So goals that I have, things that I've been putting off, this is the time to get that shit done so that you're heading into the next phase in a more um, clear state. Um, so after you've got your Q1 goals, then you do your weekly planning. So you look at those goals. What do I need to do every week? in order to get all that shit done in the next three months. So I do weekly planning and then I put the date. Um, I actually have a later starting date on the one that I'm doing. So I did weekly planning starting on January 8th. This, uh, the week that I'm recording, this is the first week of January. And um, we had kind of a slower start. I was really sick over the holidays and everything's, honestly, everything's just a little bit behind. So instead of putting the pressure on, see, I've already learned from last year, <laughs> instead of pushing through this week, um, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do a few of the things behind the scenes that need to be done, but I'm going to start this heavy lifting kind of action taking work on the second week, starting on January 8th, when I know I'm going to feel a little more clearer, I'm going to feel a little more excited. Um, I go through like a morning period after Christmas, I really don't like, I love Christmas so much. And I really don't like when Christmas ends. Um, we also had a kind of a sad Christmas this year, because I ended up being very, very ill. Uh, on Christmas Day. So it was just the whole season, it was really not um, 
what we had hoped. I'm going to take responsibility for that. I, I think it was 100% self-inflicted. I, I, I did too much and I burnt out and um, I thought that I could do everything and then still have a great Christmas with my partner. And um, I think that was naive. So learned a lot for next year. Um, and yeah, the one thing I'm learning is don't push through. I'm going to work hard and start taking big action next year. And then what's great about that is now I can take these few days to get organized, set myself up for success. So I can start feeling really good about the efforts that I am making um, when we're starting a new year instead of just kind of dragging myself through. So this is the framework. This is what I do annually um, is that big project. I take usually an entire morning to do this um, and I do it when it's quiet. I get up early and have coffee and, and just really, you know, turn all notifications off and really focus on doing this. Um, it changed my life. I know that sounds dramatic, but honestly, it was a, it was a game changer for me and it's something that now is a non-negotiable heading into every new year. Um, once you have this framework now, every, so every day you want to look at your goals. That's one thing. So that's the homework every day you look at your goals. And then that weekly planning, you do this every week, you figure out, look at your, your, uh, quarterly goals. You got how many weeks leading up to getting whatever specific goal you're working on. What action do you need to take this week in order for you to hit that goal come the next quarter? So get granular, do the work. And it just makes it so much easier when you have that itemized list, then you're just going through the pieces, right? You're going through the steps. So make it easy for yourself. Um, or you know what, make it simple for yourself. It's not gonna be easy, but make it simple for yourself. So you know what to do. Um, and then it's just up to you to do it, put the work in and you can achieve those goals. I hope this helps. Um, I, feel cautious about 2024. I've got some exciting goals. Um, but last year was a kind of bizarre year. And I am just, yeah, I'm cautious. I'm excited, but I'm cautious. Um, I, I do definitely have some things that I'm dying to share that we have in the works that I can't yet. Um, but yeah, lots to be lots to be excited for. And remember that you are the one in control here. You are the one making the progress. Those goals that you've reached is because of the work that you did. You're not just getting discovered by somebody. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to do the work for you. Those goals that you're reaching are because you are putting the effort in. You are having the vision, you're planning it out, and you're doing the work. And that is very exciting. And that's why tracking this is so important, because you get to actually look at how you are evolving and progressing as a person, which that's kind of the whole point, right? So I hope this helps. I cannot wait to hear what you achieve this year. Um, and I will, we're back on the regular schedule. So I'll be back next week. And um, yeah, here we go. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I cannot wait to see what you accomplish this year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. 
If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can, judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.